What's up, everybody? This is the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm Young Business, and today we got Call Me Tony, um, inspirational Christian uh, rapper. Um, holds a podcast every Sunday on the Two Real for Radio um, channel. He has his own YouTube, Instagram, and it's called the Non Believers Podcast. Had a great show today. Um, so, Tony, tell me more about yourself. Um, first of all, how tell, tell the people who you are, really. Hi, um, my name is Call Me Tony. Like he was saying, one of the things that Young Business was saying was, I'm a I'm, I just I do a podcast every Sunday called The Non-Believers, but it's really for everyone. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like even me and any people who have faith, they had times where they didn't believe, where they lacked faith, where they didn't believe they was going to reach the goals or believe God or trust in Him. And that's one of the things I'm talking about. So I'm just saying that we all... I'm bringing, trying to just bring people together and let you understand that even we all had times in our life where we didn't believe. And, and, and it's important in order to reach your destiny in life, fulfill your purpose, that you need to believe, have faith. So it's just like lifting up as you climb. So as a stronger I got and understanding, understanding what my purpose was, it's like, it's kind of like how if you get money, what you gonna do with it? You gonna give back and help others? Are you just going to just sit and just store it up? So it's like once you got the real rich, which I don't think money is real rich wealth. And when I got the real wealth of it, it's just trying to help others get a relationship with God as well. And that's that's what it is. I and mean, that's my name. Call me Tony. That's what my podcast is aimed about. And like I said, just grateful to be on this show today. All right. Now, let me ask you a question. All right. How did you come to God personally? All right. Great question. I came to God... It was seven. I was 17 years old and was forced to go to church because my sister basically she she basically gave me a dilemma, ultimatum. She was like, "Hey, you can either go to church or you can walk home." And walking home because I was just living with her. I got kicked out of my dad's house, so I was living with her. So when I was living with her, I had an opportunity. I could either walk an hour to get to where I needed to get to, or just wait for her to go through this church service and then go there where she went every Tuesday for Bible study. And how, like you said, to answer your question, how I get to God personally, one of the sermons that he spoke about in that little Bible study that happened on Tuesdays was it was just talking about something I was going through currently at that time, which it was talking about few but true, saying how you, at that time when I used to live close to my high school, I used to have a whole bunch of friends, people I thought was down for me, and it was like now that I stayed further away, a lot of those people who I thought was my friends come out, they, they were showing their real colors, they weren't really my friends, wasn't true. They were saying they would come up, show up, were saying they was gonna be there and they, and they disappeared as soon as my circumstances had changed. And that's what the pastor was preaching on one of them, uh, that sermon, and talking about Gideon. And so that's how I first started with my journey, my relationship with God, because this pastor said something that reached me and that was relatable, that what I was going through currently. A lot of people have a definition of what God is, um, different religions, different people. Who is who is God to you? What is God's ID? Who is God to you? Elohim. So who is God to me mm-hmm. is 
like how he say we one body, and even this Christ was talking about one body. So it's a multitude, meaning that it's a, it's God is is uh, somebody that you can call on to, that you can seek, and he'll give you wisdom because he's the creator of all. So he's the creator. That's who God is first. And then I believe Elohim in his many, meaning there's a multitude. Then you look at his son, and, and this is a, a name that you can call on in a dark hour. They say enemies will flee, which happened to me in my life personally. Well, I called on his name, and I called on him, and, and I seen changes in different things, circumstances. So God, God is a creator. He's a friend, somebody you can call on to and, and, and seek, and he'll give you answers. And also, he's a, he's a spirit, meaning that he's somebody you, that, that's, that he can come inside of you that leads you. So he can give, so that's who God is for me, a creator, a friend, and my, my God and my protector. That's who God is for me. What are some of God's principles? Love. You look at the principle is, is what you stand by, the morals, the things that you're about, what makes you tick. And one of the things is love, straight love. Like just, I say agape love, but it's unconditional love. It's like no matter what you did for me, no matter what you did, no matter who you turned out, I still love you. Like I like pure love, like how you supposed to be, you know. And, and it's it's a hard thing, but it's the true thing. It's because it, a lot of people got their definition of love, but it's only one true definition of love, and it's not all bubbly and like what Valentine's, all the little stuff you see on TV, what it made out to be. It's like even when you look at a relationship, a marriage is over twenty years. And if you talk about somebody, they still together. You ask them what love is. You, you know, you get what it's more closer to the understanding of what God love is, or what it, what love I'm talking about. It's gonna be it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be long. It's gonna be a, a struggle at times. But it's gonna be thick. It's gonna be something that not, nothing should be able to separate. That all them years, that time, that experience y'all had with each other. Okay. What as as humankind? I mean. God, what does God expect from us as people, as humans? What does he expect us to do or how to act or who to be? Him, me, uh, I said uh, earlier on my show, so to talk about who to be, mm. what God wants us to be, mm. his image. So basically what I'm saying, like who God wants us to be is, I, I say like we as instruments. So he wants us to fulfill, like basically working for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, like, like he the boss and we work we working for him and fulfilling out what we originally supposed to do. Mm-hmm. When you look at Adam and Eve, they originally had a purpose. He created them, but he created them for a purpose. Right. To work to to glorify God and that's what he wants us to be. He wants us to fulfill the purpose that he originally had established for us. But how do we how do we apply his purpose in our lives? Like how do we actually do it? You actually apply his purpose by Seeking God. When I asked, when I, it's one of the songs that hit me. It's about Molly Music. It's called I "Want to Be Available to You." So to actually apply God's purpose in your life is the seeking God, saying, "Lord, have Your way, or Lord, let Your will be done." And when you actually, and when I'm not saying just not with your words, but with your heart. So when you actually go to God, and how how do you apply His purpose into your life? First off. The, you can't apply a purpose without knowing what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. So it was like even I can only speak from a personal experience on this show. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's what most people can only speak on, personal experience. So me personally, when I to find my purpose, I didn't know my purpose. I didn't go to God like, okay, I knew my purpose. I knew how to apply it. Pow, I could just press a button, hit apply now. And it was everything was in. No, it didn't work like that. I had to go to God. So I was, I knew who I didn't want to be. I had years in this earth to realize, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to be like them. Yeah. I knew who I didn't want to be, but I didn't know who I wanted to be. And when I started to see God is when I found out who I was. And that was the steps in order to get my purpose. So first off, you find your purpose. And it's it's an ID, meaning it's, it's unique to whoever you are. Everybody has a purpose, has an identity. But you're going to find that by seeking God. And then once you find your purpose, then you apply it by just by, by doing the things that you love. Meaning that he might put it in your heart what your purpose is. One of the things that I didn't know for me personally was doing a podcast and I shared this testimony with you and I share it real quick and this might help you in going towards the answer applying your purpose was I was at my job working at Colonial Life then only time I listened to podcasts was Jalen and Jacoby and iHeartRadio they got uh, the Breakfast Club on iHeartRadio and then you know that's basically like a podcast so that's how I listen to my podcast I listen to those I didn't listen to it. It was like one little church when I first started going to God. It was one little, but I couldn't really find a, a church, a religious podcast speaking about God, something that could uplift me at work. So I'm at, the, at my job, and I just, in, in my spirit, I just felt I just felt something ask me. It's like, what if you have your own podcast? Just, that, just like that, just a question. It was like, what if you have your own podcast on the inside? And I just, all I said was, Lord's will. You know, like, okay, Lord's will. So if it's meant to be, it'll happen. I ain't going to really sweat on it. Whatever. I'm going to keep working. So that's what I did. The rest of the day, I kept working. I didn't even think about that. Ponder on it. It wasn't really like a big deal to me, to be honest with you. The very next day, this guy sitting across the table from me. Young business. We just go by his young, his his uh, his uh street name. Um, Young business. He texts me on Facebook. Now, I didn't see Young Business in months before then. I seen him in like a high and by basis. Like ooh, I, was, I was at, I stopped by the studio because he, he owns a, uh, a shop. I stopped by the shop and I basically, while I was going out, he was coming in. And it was like, that was it. But I didn't see him in months. Before then, I haven't even talked to him. Because I, I was like, I didn't even show up in a while. So that was like my first time finally getting back. And one of the things is I seen him months past. That very next day after that I, I had that Lord's Will type of moment. Uh, what if you have your own podcast? Young Business texts me. He didn't have my number. He texts me on Facebook and he said, hey, do you want your own podcast? So, and I was just like, so that was like a confirmation. Like, okay, that's what God wanted me to do. Because the day before, he put it in my spirit. Hey, you want, hey do you want your own podcast? I ain't talked to Young Business in months. <laughs> you know, and, and we didn't really have a conversation. Like, when I did see him, it was like, hi, bye. And he texted me on Facebook on Messenger and said, hey, do you want your own podcast? And boom. I was like, oh, okay. Word. Like, okay. That was, I treated that as confirmation from God that God was saying, all right. You know what I mean? Are you, let's just get it. Let's do it. Let's do the podcast. And that's how it started. I didn't know anything about how to do a podcast. But from there, I just hit YouTube. I, I pre- prayed about it. And it went from doing it pre-recorded to now I do live podcasts. But it all started from there. So we're talking about applying your purpose. When you see God, you said, Lord, let your will be done. 
you 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 giving in make me meaning that you we're living let him be we're instruments for him being available to him he'll use us in a multitude of ways that's cool um now we got this god and then we have the opposite satan now tell me more about Satan. who is satan I don't want to talk about him. You don't want to talk about him? Okay. So let's not talk about Satan. <laughs> but do you believe right now that God's purpose, God's expectations for humanity is coming to effect or are we falling short of his expectations? Are we doing the right thing, most of us? I say we're falling short because there's not a lot of people working for him. It's a lot of people working for their own desires. When you look at when you look at uh, like just with the, all these distractions we got on today, social media is a whole different things, different platforms. It's just you have a lot of people have in the oh look a lot of theories that you got going on today. It's a lot of things that's pulling you that that's pulling you away, distracting you, having you uh, not live out the purpose that God has for you. So when I was talking about the purpose, I was saying you can only find your purpose by seeking God. And here, and a lot of times it's what you are. He'll put it in your heart and in, inside of you what your purpose is. But a lot of times people are not giving him that opportunity, meaning they're not seeking him. So they're not able to fulfill their purpose. So therefore they walking through life empty. It's a lot of people walking in, and, and, and the high is a, it applies. If it feel, if you feel, if you feel empty on the inside, you know, emptiness. If you feel like, man, like you don't feel happy, you don't feel joy on the inside. You just feel like, man, what am I doing? If you had that, any had a question, what I'm doing here, or you feel like you just wasting your time, or you just going through the motions, which is a lot, a, a biggest percent of the population. That's why I say it's not a lot of people living fulfilling it, for, um, walking in what He has for us. Because there's a lot of people that feel empty. And if you seeking God, if you fulfilling his purpose, you won't feel empty. You will have that joy, you'll have that peace on the inside. So if you don't have that joy and that peace, then you're empty. And that's just how you can just, the, 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 um, just separate between the two. So I don't judge, and I'm not saying who, where you're lying. You can answer that question honestly yourself. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. Is if you feeling empty on the inside, then that means right there that you have a disconnect going on. Since, since a multitude of people are not following God's expectation of God's will, do you think God maybe regret regret making humanity? Mm-mm. I don't, he wouldn't have brought his son like back to, you know, if he didn't. It's not like a regret thing. It's it's love thing. And I was talking about love. Mm. It's like <laughs> real... Real parents, now, okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Real parents ain't going to regret having their children. Even if the children, they really, you know what I mean, shape out the way they want them to go. You know, it's like, ah, what happened? You know, they ain't going to regret it. They still going to say it's a blessing having their child. They still going to love their child. Now, granted, they won't pop the child in the head or they, they got to visit their child because their child locked up or whatever the circumstance may be. It might not be all what it want, what it's cracked out to be, but they still love their child. They still love them, and that's that's kind of just an example. When you look at father, we as children. It's like he don't he don't regret it. It's not a regret thing. 
it's a it's a love thing. And sometimes, you know, you, you can love somebody, but you might not approve of what they're doing. Right. I know a lot of people aren't fortunate to have a podcast, but they're still Christians. They still love the word. Um, what is what are a couple of good ways to spread God's message to other people, other than using podcasts and stuff like that? What do you think would be a good way for music? Us? Music. I think that's one of one of the one of the biggest things that he started with. When you look at like the Bible, but the Psalms is really songs. You know, and it's a whole bunch of them. And even, like, not just the songs in the Bible, that book. It's other books where it was talking about music, even in, like, Exodus or in um, Deuteronomy. Moses sang, had a song for for So, song, song music is the one of the ways that you can reach some um, somebody other than having a podcast. And even when, like, be honest with you. That's when the first time I heard about gospel, because gospel, I didn't really grow up in the church. And they talk about 17 was the first time I even established, had to go to church, had a dilemma. I only had, went to, before then, growing up as a child, I only had like five times. We weren't forced to go to church. So I went to church probably in a handful of times. And it wasn't, listening to no gospel music, none of that. So one of the things I first heard was a gospel song by Kurt Frank that said, do you want a revolution? I had, my sister had a tape. I was, I was young. She had a she had a radio. We had the radio. You put the tape in. She had the um, ain't no playing GA Pastor Troy. And then she had another one, Revo- Revolution by Kurt Franklin. She had that tape. She played that tape. It was the first time I heard gospel. But even then, before then, you look at Pastor Troy. So even secular music or worldly music, they was talking about God. Even though it might not have been ways that um, for Christians to understand or accept. It was still even it still played a role in secular worldly music. When you look at uh, "Amen" by Meek Mill or just the different ch- songs where they try to use God God word as a word from Scripture and they flip it, it was even back then. It's like they were putting God in their music, and so it kind of just give you an understanding where it's like like how I said how I brought the God brought to Christ. It was trying to know who God was for myself, knowing who Jesus was for myself. So you hear these different words, hit amen, you hear God this, you know, and they, and they might be saying it in vain and stuff, and you're like, okay, let me see who God is. Let me see who everybody's talking about. Kind of like one of them deals. So that's why I said music is one of the key ways. Um, and if you can't, if you're not musically inclined and you don't want to get on no podcast and talk in front of people, and that's not your thing, it's when you're working at his, how I say we all his instruments, just when you wake up on a day-to-day basis, when you walk out in this world, just helping somebody, that's how you can show God's love. That's how you can work for God. Helping somebody, either some kind of service, whether feeding homeless, feeding people, um, or just not even financially or with food, but sometimes just giving encouraging somebody who's going through a hard moment in their life. And sometimes if you ain't got the words, just being there to console, being in the room, when they mourning and giving them a hug and just telling them you love them. That's how you can show God's love. Do you have a particular scripture that you'd like to lean on? That that really that really good scripture that says, this is it right here. This is going to keep me through the day. This is going to hold me down for the hour. Do you have that scripture? What is that scripture for you? Never leave nor forsake. Okay. That And it's not like... It's something that I used when I was really going through it. When I say really going through it, I'm trying to keep it real... I was depressed, uh, going through fighting depression, and 
that's when I was just like at a down moment in my life. Down because I just had a broke breakup in my relationship. Relationship, and I just. I had anxiety, so I just had a lot of different things that people were just going through today with a depression, going through anxiety. I was having all of that, and it was just real bad at that time. And so I was just going through all those different things, and one of the things that helped me was just a reminder of, even though my, my girl who I used to talk to daily, she wasn't there, so I feel like I didn't have that, that, that source of a friend, lost my best friend. That's how you, when you have a real relationship, it's like you lose your best friend too. So I was like, I lost my best friend. At that time, I was a little older. I was like 24. So my friends, we all kind of breaking off doing our own thing. You know, with guys, it's different. We ain't no guy. Guys ain't no, we brothers. We ain't going to hit each other up day, every day. And we definitely ain't going to hit each other up. Like, my girl love me. <laughs> Be crying. We don't do none of that stuff. You know, my friends don't at least. So it's like, so we friends, but it's more like a pull up type of thing. What's up, bro? We go chill. Hang. That's friends. So I wasn't really, everybody, we all ventured out at that time. 24, we all doing our own thing. A lot of my friends got families. So I didn't have my friends to go to. Lost my best friend as my girl. So how I was able to, well, the scripture I leaned on was he'll never leave nor forsake. And that helped me realize, even though I felt alone, that I wasn't alone. And I held on to that scripture because, like I said, I had I had nobody to talk to. It wasn't my family. I couldn't talk to my family about it. I didn't have nobody that I actually could talk to a person that sit in the room and I felt like I could open up and express myself to. So, but I knew that God was there. So I, I just reminded myself, no matter how my mind tried to get me, how depressed my mind tried to get, I just tried to remind myself, he'll never leave me nor forsake Cause your mind just try to hit you and try to tell you what you're not and you horrible and try to make you down back play every mistake you made in a relationship or life period when you know when you're going through that moment then that, that that's where that depression hit it is it's a fear of the past so it try to give you a feel of all the mistakes you've done it's like man he never lean on forsake it's not worrying about your past and understanding that man god love you and he here for you right now he ain't he ain't give up on you and that's what the scripture that I leaned on. And I'm not saying, like I said, that's the beautiful thing about God. It's a verse that might apply for you. That apply for me. That's not saying that they will apply for you. So it's different verses that you can use. Maybe here, um, you can do all things through Christ. It's different verses verses that maybe you can use that apply whatever you're going through. Because like I said, it's a unique type of thing. But never leave no forsake was mine. There is a lot of our people are going through poverty, stress, financially. Um, when you made that connection with God, did your life change financially, or did it? How did it change spiritually, and how did it make you a different person? Like your whole life was changed. A lot of people are stuck in this rut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to know how God changed everything for you, like your whole outlook or in life, and or you know your surroundings, such like that. How did it, it change? Great question. It started with a perception. Okay. So like how you were just saying, you kind of just said it when you said outlook. Mm -hmm. Meaning I looked outward, outwardly, I looked at life differently. Mm -hmm. So well, from where it changed with me with God <laughs> was, it was like, it, instead of having, you feel like if you... If you feel like it's not a God, you feel like it's a lot of pressure. And what I mean is, 
you feel pressure because you feel like you got to do everything yourself. Like, oh man, in order for me to make this happen, it will be successful. Blah, blah, blah. First off, you look at success differently, but I'm not going to go there. Oh, we gotta, you got to take baby steps. You just look at this, this, this period, this point blank. You just look at, like, you got everything. You feel like you got to do everything yourself. So you got a lot of stress on your shoulders. It's pressure, you know? And when so if you don't feel like it's a God, then you feel like, oh, man, I got to do all this. I got to do all that. And if it don't work out the way you want it to, or if you want to, you being lazy today, and you won't get up and do what you, that you feel like you got to do to be successful, then, you, then you'll feel a certain way. Your mind will play back. Oh, man, you lazy. You ain't doing this. So you start getting down on yourself. On the other end, you can be doing the stuff that you said, oh, I'm going to do this. You had it mapped out. I do this, I'm going to be successful. You're doing it, and it still ain't working out. <laughs> you know, you just like, ah, man. So so you can't, you, you're still feeling down on yourself. You're like, ah. You know, and then with going to God, it makes you look at it differently. So instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm by myself, I'm alone. Like, ah, man, I, all this pressure and weight. You understand it's somebody that, that's there who's watching, protecting you, looking over you, wanting to, who, who loves you. So you're not alone. And so when you really look at that and you believe it, then you look at it differently. You're not looking at it like, oh, I got all these pressures in the world on my shoulders. You're like, nah, I got God on my side. So whatever, whatever pressure that I feel is too much, I can just put it on him. And what I mean now, I don't mean that you're just going to just sit in your house and don't do nothing. What I mean by that is saying that I looked at it differently. So it's like I put the work in. And I, 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 I break back both of them scenarios. If I didn't do nothing, that so I did sit and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Instead of getting down on me, I'm like, all right, well, sh- let's get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I look at it differently. So, okay, next day we're going to get back to it. I ain't going to look down, look in the past. Because one of the things when you look at God's word, he talks about not looking in the past. You're a new creature looking forward, moving on. So it's like instead of looking at your, what your mistakes was, even if through the day, all right, bro, it's a new day. So, I mean, I got to come and hit the ground running again. And I got as long as I got breath in my lungs, it's the opportunity to get it right. So, you look at it differently. So, that's how that's one of the aspects of looking at it differently. And now, I'll bring on that other scenario when I was talking about um, instead of looking, looking down on what you did, or let's say if you didn't, you was doing everything that you wanted to do and you still don't see no results. Looking at it differently is like, okay, I put in the effort, I put in the work. Now, instead of looking down on it, I know God going to come through. So, even though he didn't come through yet, I know it's going to work out. I got faith that if I keep doing this, it's going to work out. So, basically, like I said, going to God, it wasn't like a financial thing. It was an outlook thing. So, it made me look at God and look at life differently. So instead of going getting down or, or getting pessimistic or looking in the past or, or mulling over mistakes or anything, I, I had that faith and trust in God that it's going to work out. If I keep keep doing what I'm doing, keep keep that trust, keep that faith that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna, to have a breakthrough. Your, your podcast is called Non-Believers. Mm-hmm. What can the church do or what can Christians do to convert more non-believers, to get the non-believers to become believers in Christ and in the church, what can they do better? You think? Actions. Okay. What can they do better? Mm-hmm. Actions, meaning show people that God loves them, mm-hmm. not say it, 
because what happened with, like you said, with people in the church, and just to answer the question, so not to talk about the negatives, let's just answer the question at whole. Mm-hmm. So what can they do, people in the church can do to bring more non-believers is to actually love people like God say, love people. When he and he give you multiple examples throughout the Bible on how you should love people, even if it's people who gays or people who don't believe or just whatever the case may be, whatever whatever that person category that person is in. When he say love that person, that's how. And, and what I let's get into detail of love, like I said, because I said I want to think. I keep saying I keep saying love, and I'm not using it as a scapegoat. I'm actually saying, like I was saying, I was talking about, I kind of dropped seeds on love, talking about relationships over 20 years and saying that love is is not like what people is cracked out to be. Love, to me, when you look at love, like, yeah, they say love is patient, love is kind, but love is not judging someone. So instead of sitting here when you looking at somebody, Instead of looking at them and you and you saying you kind of you stereotype on how the world wants you to stereotype, you just looking at that person and you saying and you just helping that person. You being there for that person, even with your time, with your energy, even if you can financially or not, or you can just feed that person. You got some food, so just looking out for that person like you would look out for a family member. By doing that, by actually doing that with others who don't believe. By helping somebody who's down, that's to that's how you reach others. You reach others, like I said, by your actions, actually showing them that you love that person. And so, even if they don't agree with you, or y'all don't agree in the religion, or you don't believe in God, that don't mean that I can't. I don't that I don't love you. That don't mean that I won't help you. That don't mean that I won't be there for you. And and it's like, it's not a sense of trying to force something down their throat. So it's like, for example, if somebody is down and don't believe, and they going through a breakup or something worse, and they just like at a down, they depressed. Instead of, oh, you gotta go to God, and go to God now, and yeah, Jesus. Instead of just force being love, it's like, man, you might not even mention Jesus the whole time, you will. You might just be there, just there. To console them, I just there, just to be like, you know, and, and just, uh, just encourage them, and that's love, being there, even if you ain't got nothing to say, you somebody a, lo- a loss that you never experienced before, just being there in the room, show values, cause they'll they'll come off the next day and like, man, that person was there, like you know what I mean? It, it when it, when the smoke clear and they get out of their feelings and their thoughts and they start to get better, they'll realize, man, that person was down for me. He was there regardless. And that's what that love is. Being there. No matter if it's up or down. Really being there. Being loyal. And that's one of the things how you can reach people. By showing love. Being for being there for a person. No matter what their belief is. Well, I do appreciate you coming to the podcast. I want you to tell everybody where they can reach you at. Social media wise. And your music. And uh just give a shout out to yourself right now. Where, where you at? I'm going to give a shout out to Young Business. <laughs> shout out to Young Business. Well, he got that keeping it real back. I don't know where it's going to go from here. But I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a appreciative and blessed to be at one of his first shows on back on that process. You know, like I said, man, you can check out my podcast on Non-Believers. You can check it out on Facebook. Type it in. 
I don't really, like I said, more or less of myself, more just uh, a blessing, man. Got Young Business right back on the screen showing that gritty face. He ain't looking at the camera the whole time. I don't know if it is a camera, but I know he ain't looking at it the whole time. But bro, back, keeping it real is back, you know? So that's who I want to give a shout out to, man. Blessings, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you, you coming. Having, All right, man. Real talk. Young Business, <laughs> what's happening? This is the Keeping It Real podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. And check us out for more update episodes and stuff like that. He Thank got you. it coming. <laughs> <laughs>